What you doing? I'm the AC Stories, your otaku tanner for this alcohol anime. Ooh, that uh, opening is a bit different for me. Uh, has it been that long? It feels like it's been a while. What you doing? I already said I'm the AC, back with another alcohol anime, uh, part of the otaku tainment brand now. I'm changing things up and changing how I am doing uh, the podcast a little bit, just a little bit, uh, almost not at all. Pretty much the only difference is I'm doing it at the end of every month now. Uh, and the first month I decided to do that, I forgot. So this is taking the second month. But I'm doing one at the end of the month. And ironically, the movie I'm talking about today uh, what came out at the beginning of the month. So uh, there's time to wait in between. Anyways, I'm talking about, as you probably know, The Boy and the Heron. And the uh, Old Smoky, because that's the drink I'm drinking. So before I get into talking about this movie and what it is and the weirdness that it is and the, I guess, legacy behind it and all the... There's a lot to this movie that I didn't even realize aside from it being a Ghibli and a Miyazaki film. There's more to it, but first, there's uh, a bit to the alcohol I'm drinking. Just a little bit. So... Here's the thing. The boy and the heron. Obviously, I can't make a drink for the boy. He's a child. He's underage. A very small child, uh, really. Uh, 12 years old, it says. And I couldn't make a drink for a heron. Pretty sure herons can't drink anyways. I don't know if it's illegal to give herons drinks. Uh, you know, I haven't tried. Also, just realized I poured this drink. Haven't uh, tried it. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Mm, yeah, that is, uh, that is weird. Um, so, wait, what do I usually talk about? Do I talk about the drink I'm drinking now or before the movie? What do I drink? Okay, this movie came out in theater, so I can't, at least the theater I'm at now, uh, where I live, I can't drink while watching the movie unless I brought a flask with me. I guess I could have done that. Huh, wait, did I drive? I did drive, too, so couldn't have done that. Uh, anyways, went out to eat, had some drinks before the movie, uh, a couple of beers, what for, Wild Herd, sure, this movie is wild, that fits, um, uh, but then came back and now I have different drinks, um, and at first I had no idea what to even make for this movie, because like I said, I can't make a drink for a boy, don't know what the fuck a heron is supposed to drink, maybe something, sea water, I did, I did have this beer uh ramen shop once and it was like some kind of umami uh it was supposed to be like kind of salty like sea tastingy it didn't not like seafood but kind of like that that feeling of sea food or sea something uh and maybe that beer could fit and with the voice yeah actually that beer would fit well but that is not what I drank this time. I had the Wild Herd. And what I'm drinking now is, coincidentally, throughout the movie, I do not remember seeing anyone drinking anything. There probably were people in the background drinking. Nothing that popped out to me. Uh, I don't remember if I paid that much attention to if it was happening or not. But what I did notice a lot was a whole lot of smoking. <clears throat> so that's why I'm titling this. I already decided. Uh... uh who are the boy and the heron and the old smoky because coincidentally a few weeks ago i was given two bottles of old smoky whiskey um they're not good they're not great at all one i thought it was a uh, smoked pineapple it's grilled pineapple it's old smoky but it's grilled pineapple and then a mango habanero whiskey they're only they're not very strong whiskeys uh but 
they taste weird they taste a lot more syrupy than whatever they're actually supposed to taste like you can kind of get a little bit of the habanero but i mix both of them together uh, and then a little bit of club soda just to top it off just to fill my glass that way i have something to drink throughout the whole recording process and the, mm, i was i was thrilled because i had something i could say oh this would fit as far as the taste maybe it could fit like i don't know like it's weird it's not bad so it kind of sums up the feelings for this film um because the film overall it wasn't bad it was kind of weird it was kind of just like what the fuck is going on and it's like i guess i can find some enjoyment out of this it's just not what i expected um but i have drank this combo before it's not my first time, so I knew what to expect. The only thing new is mixing a little bit of club soda in it to extend it. Which, um, hmm. I guess helps. It kind of makes it a little, I don't know, a little less strong. Which, weirdly, I don't like. It makes it feel watery, like, like letting ice smell or uh, uh, watering it down, which some people do. Um, just, you know, anything watery, it just makes it feel, yeah, lighter, but I don't like it. It makes it feel like something's missing when it's really that something was added and it makes it feel more empty. So I like, uh, stronger tasting stuff and I'd rather just drink it. I like, but I want it to be cold because it's so hot. Um, so I do put a little ice, just a little, literally four pieces of ice usually uh just to cool it down and then i usually only pour enough to cover the ice so that i can drink it before the ice melts but i don't want to have to get up and get another drink during this podcast so i did something to make it bigger i didn't want a whole glass of just whiskey uh because well, i don't really have anything else to do tonight but i still don't want to have to drink the whole whiskey because that's a, that's a lot even for me nowadays so that's what i'm drinking just just a lot of smoking oh a lot they, they like to smoke in this there's fire um in it no drinks i mean sure there's water i'm sure they're drinking at some point i just don't remember i definitely don't remember any alcohol it would surprise me if there wasn't any sake being drank in the background because it had that kind of like old-timey people just in the background doing whatever uh, having a good old time so if they're smoking it's hard to imagine they're not also drinking sake i guess i just somehow missed it or maybe they're not i don't know uh, yeah so to think of other drinks for this i already said that one c kind of tasting beer would rum if there's a japanese rum i bet that'd be good to fit this film it's not like it t all of it takes place on an ocean, but there is a lot of water. Yeah, there's pelicans. There's this heron. I don't know if herons are are herons. They're kind of watery birds, but they're not salt. I don't know. I don't know anything about birds. Um, but there are a lot of birds, and birds don't drink alcohol, so that makes it harder. I'm trying to think of like any uh heron inspired. No, I think just smoking. Well, I also have been seeing lately and been thought about getting, actually, even earlier today, also coincidentally, is a smoker or something to that lets you put smoke on top of your whiskey, specifically whiskey too, which I already have. I guess that's the thing. I don't really 
do that. I never thought about that. But I've seen a video and then I saw it in a store and I was like, maybe. And then I didn't get it. And then I was like, oh, nope, it would have fit. I don't know how it works, but it would have fit. Uh, it's okay. I have the old Smoky Whiskey. Has Smoky in the name already. Works good enough for me. So that's it for drinks. Uh, mm, yeah, that's it for drinks. It kind of fits without going too much into detail because there is there's fire there's smoke there's just a bunch of weirdness and weird flavors uh like it you might love it or hate it so yeah it's good enough good enough for me uh, so let's move on to actually talking about well i guess i can talk about my experience because uh, that's what I normally do. I already said I went inside the theater with uh, two people who have already been guests on this podcast, but are not guests on this specific episode. Oh, by the way, I have no idea what number of episode this is. Um, it's getting up there. Uh, definitely have a number of these. But yeah, so doing this one by myself, I need to start getting more guests on. I'm just lazy about it and keep forgetting to do that. Uh, and I don't want to keep bothering the same people over and over again because I feel like it's a hassle and I don't want them to think I'm only going to see movies with them because I want them to be guests. Uh, but maybe I should put that shame away. But yeah, I went something in the theater. We're supposed to see it like the opening night, but all three of us were wanting to go together and only two of us could go opening night. Then it was like, okay, we'll go when it's really cheap on Monday and then... It's like, okay, well, can't do that either because the other person still couldn't go. And then it's like, okay, well, the only time we have available is on this one Sunday after two of us off work. The other one didn't work at all. But it was at four, and coincidentally, the only thing at four was the dub. And listen, this is just what keeps happening to me. I'm not thrilled about it. and But it's a little bit more acceptable this time for a few reasons. But none of us want to go see the dub. And we were almost changed again, but we can't see it later in the night because of one of them. And the can't see it earlier because the other one. So the only time available for all three of us was at four. And I almost considered just going and watching this film twice. And um, it probably would have been good for knowing what, remembering what happened in it and getting all those little details so i could talk about it but also i kind of don't want to watch this movie again not that it was bad it's just like there's not really anything i need to watch it again for even aside from this podcast i think i have a gist of what happened and why i can talk about even by myself um maybe with a little help of notes and stuff i didn't take but trying to just remember and so we saw it it was dubbed now here's the thing um it actually wasn't too bad the dubbed i was expect it was being promoted with all these big name actors even actors i knew a lot uh for at least the english i don't know who the fuck luca sorry uh, i don't know who that is uh, but robert pattinson christian bale who really didn't do that much a lot of the big names didn't really do that much. Or Mark Hamill, Florence Pugh, who I don't really like, but actually was okay in this, I guess. Willem Dafoe, Dave Bautista. Like, I, big names. And I was so worried. I was like, I'm just going to go, and I'm just going to hear these actors. And that's one of the things. I like Florence Pugh and Fighting With Family. Everything else, I was just like, uh, 
I'm, that's okay. I, that's okay. I don't need any more. The others don't really have anything against them. I mean, but I was really looking forward, actually, to hearing Willem Dafoe as the Great Heron. Here's the fucking thing. And I didn't even realize it until looking at the cast afterwards. Willem Dafoe isn't the Great Heron. Robert Pattinson is, and... It blew my fucking mind. I thought the whole time watching the movie, wow, I was like, oh, yeah, Willem Dafoe's doing great. It was Robert Pattinson the whole time. Willem Dafoe plays a fucking pelican. I don't even know what pelican. I can't remember. I'm pretty. There's one pelican we see that dies. Was it that one? Didn't have much of a role. I was, what the fuck? Yeah, very confused about that whole thing. I had no idea whose voice was Hughes. Um, wasn't the... Uh, chick from like queen's gambit or whatever also is i don't know huh yeah i don't know karen wait you are you in here oh you are wow the person from the boys karen fukuhara lady himi is that oh okay you too wow didn't know that okay anyways yeah so my complaint i don't know i just went in not knowing what to expect because they were all big name, a lot of them really big name actors, and I expected to just hear the voice, and I couldn't recognize them. Apparently, I couldn't recognize them at all. <laughs> William Dafoe has a very distinct voice, and I still didn't get it. Woo! Uh, so, I don't know, good job on mixing it up. Uh, I'm glad that wasn't, I don't know, I'm glad it wasn't too bad. Uh, I was so distracted by that, I didn't pay attention if it was even good or not. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess I'll give up ass. Still wish I could have saw it and subbed. Hey, maybe the experience called for watching it in dub, English dub, because otherwise I would have never known about any of this. And I'm just so shocked. Uh, but yeah, I can't say it like really took anything away from me, especially with how the movie was. <clears throat> Uh, Studio Ghibli, Miyazaki films are big enough that they can get these big name actors. Uh, so it works, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm still shocked just thinking about it. I don't recognize any of the Japanese names. Uh, probably wouldn't, anyways. What the fuck? There's a, this is character that has a Japanese voice actor but no english voice actor does it just not know i don't even know what the character is huh i don't know anyways so yeah that was the experience i guess a little bit of review of the dub casting and acting but wow i'm just yeah i'm still shocked about it but aside from that there's just a bunch of informational stuff about this film that i just also did not know like first off this film was not up until right before it premiered was not uh promoted at all pretty much i think g kids uh was promoting it in the u.s or releasing it and i just i saw like one thing about it and put it on my radar and almost forgot about it yeah it was g kids and like they're not doing great with their promotion but apparently i guess plenty of people did see it but I think that's more that it was Miyazaki more than G-Kids doing their part. Um, but, yeah. So, weird things. This is called, first thing I noticed, it's called The Boy and the Heron in English. I don't know. 
The Japanese name, uh, best I can say it, is Kimitachi wa do ikura ka, um, which means how do you live? Huh, weird. Such a, I don't, such a weird name. There's supposed to be a lot more to this than just a boy and a heron, apparently. I think that distracts a lot of people from what this film is actually supposed to be. And I don't, it might confuse a English audience if you did name it that. And it's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? But where the name comes from is there was a 1937 novel with the same name by Genzaburo Hoshino. But from what I saw, the description of that book, it's not very similar. Maybe the themes are just the melancholy and sadness of everything. But overall, the stories aren't that similar. Uh, but another thing, and I, I never noticed it because I would have never known to look for it or keep an eye out for it, is apparently there's a reference to that book in this film where the he just finds the book. The book is just in the film at some point. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's clever if I would have known about it. But, yeah, it wasn't, I don't know. It probably makes and means a whole lot more in Japanese, but I'm not Japanese. I did, definitely didn't watch it in Japanese. So, I don't know. It's just a weird, interesting thing. And here's the other thing is, I was, one of the reasons I looked this up at all is because I know sometimes, and probably all the time, really, I just don't know where to find the info at. The Miyazaki's films, it's not like he's the original. It's like. A lot of the films originate from somewhere else. Like, Howl's Moving Castle came from a different book. I have the book. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to look up to see who it's by. Uh, but it's like an English book. Pretty sure. Uh, so, they, and there's others like this. So, it's not like all the ideas are straight from. Of course, the screenplay, maybe this adaption, probably written by Miyazaki, um, directed by, but... Yeah, it's not like everything's completely original. Uh, the design, yeah, just the direction of the film is probably uh, straight up Miyazaki. And it's a very distinct style, so I give him that. But it's not like this is a completely new thing, but maybe it is. It's just weird in general. Um, and I don't think the story, the overall story is what's supposed to matter because looking afterwards, especially looking at the music, the music has been getting a lot of attention. Here's another fucking thing. I don't know if it's just because the English dub had to do something about the music or uh, mess with it in some way. I had no idea there was any music and I was paying attention this time. Not like super close attention, like trying to find every motif in the movie and do all that. I tried to make sure I paid somewhat attention to the music in this film and I walked out of that uh, theater being like was there no music in that movie and then I look it up and apparently the music is being fucking praised all over the place and I'm like I had no idea there was any, any music in this what the fuck is going on maybe it was my theater just isn't very good hmm. this movie's causing me to drink but yeah and I look it up and it's the theme of the movie and uh, tone of the movie same as the tone and theme of the music and it's just to make make a feeling and you're supposed to like experience it not so much as like understand what the story is doing it's you're supposed to like feel it and like kind of just go along with what's happening and it's like 
I guess so, because this movie, <clears throat> nothing is explained. Nothing. It's, you really are just going along. And that's why I was confused with the music. And it's, oh, it's really trying to go for a realistic thing. Kind of like Castaway, or there's no music on the island. There's no one playing music, so there's no background music. But apparently there was, and I'm so fucking confused. I don't know what's going on. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm getting really worked up. This movie, it was, and the people I watched it with also were not, were even less happy with it. I was, came out and be like, oh yeah, that was okay. And it's like, that was interesting. And then the more I think about it and talk about it, this movie's fucking, what's up? I don't know. Like, the, Miyazaki's direction with films and style, all of that, really appreciate it. The whole fact that Miyazaki is kind of this very depressive person very melancholy just kind of dark and then makes like these what people think yeah beautiful films but also they think hopeful and stuff when kind of sometimes and then i always say that and then you see the uh the the comparison to like junji ito who's like make writes all this like very scary and uh, very dark stuff but as a person really like kind of goofy and happy seeming so th there's that and like miyazaki just i don't know this one is supposed to be miyazaki's last film really want to go out with a head scratch and be like okay i guess uh yeah okay so whoo this film they had it just had a lot going on for it. and yeah i think it, uh it also got it broke records somewhere. I don't know where to find that information, but I feel like I've saw it. I just kept seeing a lot of stuff. Um, trying to just find anything to wrap my head around this film. Um, <clears throat> but, ooh, I got really worked up. Uh, let's actually, I don't know, I guess talk about what actually happens in this film. Because it's, um, it's some weird stuff. Uh, so, um, it opens up. And spoiler, if you haven't seen the movie yet, it's been... Is it even still in theaters? Uh, I don't know how long it's been in theaters. It came out at the beginning. Oh, more informational stuff. So, um, it released in Japan, uh, July 14, 2023. It came out in theaters, U.S. theaters. When did it? Uh, it's been a few days. Uh, what was Friday? Uh, da -da -da. Wait, Friday or Thursday? I don't know. The 7th? No, I thought 7th, but Friday's the 8th. Uh, yeah, one of those days. So, beginning of December, it's coming out at the end of... Or, this episode's coming out at the end of the month. So, who knows what all is going to happen in between. But, uh, anything else? Informational? Distributed by Toho, but... Uh, Stooge, you believe, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's breaking records and stuff. But so, spoiler alert: if uh, when you hear this, if it's still in theaters, you still have a chance. Um, I don't know. I guess you can watch it. Um, but it's been a few weeks at least, so you should be fine. Anyway, I gave you a warning. So, another drink. Mm -hmm. mm. It's really not bad, but it's like not great. Just like the movie. Um, so, as the film opens, I immediately recognize this scene because there's been a lot of, like, 
World War Two, post World War Two manga I've read lately, like Do Reach Out, Asadora, it's kind of around that time. Um, a few others have popped up I can't think of at this very moment. But as soon as it popped up, I was like, "Oh, this looks like a town that's about to be bombed by the U.S." Because that's what they did a lot. Uh, and surprisingly, that's not what happened this time. Uh, this time it was just a hospital fire erupts and kills the main character's Maito, Maki's mother, Hisako. Um, and yeah, that's bad news. They end up moving, and I don't know the exact timeline. I thought it was, I thought, remembering the wording, I've discussed this with the others, trying to exactly line up what happens, but um, it was three years into the war, the mom dies, and then when the war ends, they move... Or it was either three years after the mom dies, they move. I don't know. They move again at the end. I'm pretty sure it's two years after the main uh, part of this movie happens. So, I don't know. The timeline, I don't know what makes sense too much. Because the reason it matters is that they move because the dad remarries his late wife's younger sister and our main discussion and why i wish they would have been on this podcast is wow he just be going fucking his sister-in-law right away there he might have been like fucking while they were still married that's the thing that's why getting the timing right is important because it was three years after she died i guess if it was her mom died three years after the war or three years into the war and then after the war there, he's already married and moving in with her. I'm pretty sure the war ended. I don't think World War Two was that long during the Pacific War. That's when they. That's what they named it, the Pacific War, Asian Asia Pacific War. Oh yeah, it's different. Okay, yeah, it's so uh, it takes place, or she dies, third year, huh? Dang, she be maybe. So it says. She died in ninety or forty three. The war ended in forty five. I guess that's about two years. But it's just overall the whole thing was only three years anyway. So I don't know. The whole thing's weird. Um. But yeah, Pacific War. That's a interesting. That's an interesting take. Uh, if you don't know anything about uh history and wars and stuff like that. All of it's bad. All of it's bad. Uh, the U.S. was also terrible. Uh, Japan was terrible. Everyone was bad in the war. Um, all, everyone fighting. It was there was the everyone fighting, and then the victims, the civilians who weren't fighting. That's who it was against. Uh, but anyways, and just a lot of bad stuff going on. So I guess that timing is bad. I'm pretty sure the dad was messing around with the sister-in-law. Nasco, um, because, oh, yeah, she's also already pregnant, too. Yeah, they were definitely fucking around beforehand. Is there a conspiracy? Did the dad get the mom killed? Ooh, probably. That's probably what happened. So that, but because apparently the sister also looks just like the mom. So, ooh, bad stuff probably happened. There's probably a lot worse things going on than people realize. 
Huh. Anyways, so yeah, they move. There's a, a big property. We kind of see it a bit. It's kind of a little disorienting because there's like the main. I don't know. They go through this whole like Japanese style building that you think would be the actual house. But then they go through all that, introduced to all the like maids and people, all the people working for them and staying there. Then they go to a whole different western style house that I don't know, it's just a normal house i guess nothing special about it it's kind of set apart from the rest but um throughout this you know it's kind of stuff just kind of moves along eventually at some point he sees a heron sees the heron uh what happens then the heron takes him around that he's supposed to not go into a certain area he of course goes in a certain area he eventually finds this tower that um, his grand uncle apparently built for some reason, even though it's this one of the maids or servants or whatever. Eventually says the uncle didn't build the tower. The tower came like <laughs> from somewhere during like the Meiji Restoration. I think it said the tower just popped down nowhere, or came out of the sky, or did something weird, and then the uncle just built around it was doing stuff to it i don't know it's weird the whole thing is weird um because like that little bit of explanation that oh the uncle didn't actually build it just built around it that's the only explanation for anything we ever get and it's still not a very good explanation because everything else it's like why do you not go here and it's like well what is this great hair and what's this new world to go to and it's like all this other kind of stuff what's going on what happened to the mom why are you fucking your sister uh why is my new sibling also going to be my cousin weird thing hmm. <clears throat> i mean it was also 40s japan stuff like that maybe it didn't matter back then i don't know look at the south now stuff like that doesn't fucking matter anyways here either Anyone be fucking cousins? Gross. Um. Uh. So, eventually, for some reason, the pregnant stepmom now, who just eventually is the mom. I feel like there was some translation stuff in here because some of the stuff is weird, and I think that might be what makes it confusing. Um. And some of the misunderstandings. The stepmom eventually goes and just wanders off she's been sick for a bit wanders off to this place he wasn't supposed to wander off to the great heron's been messing with him too um there's another part i just now remembered where he i think he's having a hard time adjusting in life and it really just skips through it there's only one scene we really see of him outside of this whole area and he's like just getting messed with my kids i think or he's just not fitting in and then he like busts his head open himself with a rock just like bashing a rock against the side of his head and just so it looks like he's bullied. I don't know. He's a little shit of a kid, really. Uh, and so he's been kind of just staying home. He sees all this. Stepmom goes away. He kind of goes after her, I guess, or goes and chases after something. The, I don't know. The heron um, eventually says something about his actual mom or something like that still being alive and to go find her the heron's apparently a little shit a little creepy guy looking thing comes out of it um he like shoots it in the bill with an arrow that is partly made with one of its feathers um i don't know it's weird and 
yeah, it goes after eventually ends up in a tower. All this stuff is very brief. Um, you either watch it or you know what I'm talking about. You haven't watched it, and none of this makes any sense. But yeah, ends up in a tower, and one of the maids, they're all look, they look like really weird people. I don't remember exactly how I described them, but they all just look weird. They look like, <laughs> oh, it looks like if it, this was like a weird, um, a rendition of Snow White and the Seven Doors because I think there's even seven of them. Seven of these, like, really old women made people. But one of them, Kirito, goes in, Kiriko goes in with Maito, um, and they sink into the floor of this tower, sees an old man who, um, I feel like we knew, did I know right away it was his uncle? It pretty much was his uncle. Uh, don't worry, it says something to him, but yeah, they go end up into what seems like this whole other world. Uh, and hmm, trying to remember, I think what happens immediately. I don't remember. I think maybe the heron and Kiriko disappear, and he's just left at this gate where. Um, eventually a bunch of pelicans push him through it, trying to, like, eat him or do something with him. But the feather from the heron protects him for some reason. And, like, going through the gate was maybe supposed to release some kind of bad thing. But it never releases the bad thing. We never know what it is. There's no explanation for the whole thing because a younger and taller Kiriko comes in, saves Maito, and everything's fine on the little boat, and they sail away. And that's that. That scene, we ne- that never comes back. This movie is like the epitome of Chekhov's gun or whatever. Like, if you see a gun, um, then at some point, you have to see it fired. Well, this is like, here's a whole bunch of stuff. You're getting no explanation. You're getting nothing actually coming from it. Fuck off. Uh, and move on to something else, because that's kind of what's going on. And he just sells with Kiriko for a bit. Uh, just doing selling stuff. And eventually stays at Kiriko's house for a little bit. Um, there's these weird little blobby bubble spirit things. Oh, God. Those are the Wara Wara. Yeah. They have voices? Oh. they No, they probably didn't talk. They probably just made noises. And they probably didn't need a redub over just random noises. Hmm. Okay, yeah. So, uh that happens. And they get, I guess they mature enough to where they start flying off into whatever. But then, the pelicans come back. And they start trying to eat them. And they're like, no, fuck off, stop trying to eat them. But then, um, someone else named Hemi comes and starts shooting fire at them. And he's like, hey, fire! And it's shooting the pelicans, but then it also kind of hurts the Warara. Um, so, and through all this, um, another pelican is found. And this is who I assume is William Defoe. Because I don't know, I don't remember any other pelican talking, but there's a dying pelican. Or asking for Maito to just finish killing him. And talking about how in this world or whatever, the pelican. Desperate to survive because there's no other food um, here. Uh, so that's all weird. 
Man, there's a lot in this movie. This was a two-hour movie, which is surprising because it feels like it should have been longer in order to explain more stuff so everything would make more sense. But apparently two hours was the limit. Um, Yeah, so there's that scene. I'm going to have to just start brushing longer. This is going to take forever. Um, Kiriko has these little doll-like things. So like those kind of look similar to a Russian nesting doll, but they're not nesting in each other. But it's of the, like, seven maids, including one for old Kiriko. Um, eventually takes one, gives one to him of Kiriko uh, to be, like, another charm or whatever. Uh, at some point, finds the uh, heron again, uh, and they're kind of helping each other out. Uh, and then, dang, what else happens? Uh, Monito tries to fix where he shot the heron. That way he can fly again and become an actual heron. Um, and then they're still, huh, I'm trying to think. Are you still looking for his mom at this point? I don't know. I think that whole thing got abandoned pretty much right away. It was just kind of all forgotten about if it was his mom or not. And they go looking for Himi, the girl, who Himi is his mom just as a little girl. I don't know why they have different names. I don't know. The whole thing's weird. Uh, and then his stepmom, who he just is like, oh, yeah, this is this is my mom now. He just accepts it with no real thing. But still looking for him. They run into these man-eating parakeets. These big old parakeets. Um, and they're just oh, so fucking stupid. Oh, this whole film is weird. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. I'm just going to try to go along because everything's weird. Um, Hemi with fire powers shows up, saves him again. Eventually, at some point, they're doing whatever. He is taken to uh, his stepmom by Hemi and whatever and try to have a moment. Uh, they get through somewhere where stuff happens. It's like there's a tunnel that doesn't want them there. Um, and then when he finally finds his stepmom just laying in bed, he's trying to get her to go with him, uh, but that room doesn't want him there either. It's like a bunch of paper or something wraps around him. I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to remember all the absurd stuff that happens in this film. Hemi eventually saves him, but then this causes, like, some other kind of conflict because them doing that and breaks some kind of agreement that the Parakeet King had with uh their uh Maito's grand uncle uh <laughs> oh things weird everything just sounds absurd that i'm talking about uh so they're doing all that uh the tr- Maito's and the heron's trying to follow to see where i think Maito had a dream of his uncle and gets explained to him that uh, his uncle's there trying to stack blocks in order to and it's kind of an explanation, but not really. Oh, there was something there. Um, what was it? Uh, what? Uh, he's stacking blocks, and then he's taken to just this big whatever stone. I don't know. But something about stacking on blocks helps keep that world or whatever. Um, but um, the blocks need to be stacked from out in Malice and... Um, I I think I'm jumping ahead, but fuck it. Uh, I you know I'll get back to it. 
Yeah, no, okay. So, has that dream, goes back, uh, eventually follows the parakeet king while he's having a discussion with the granduncle. Things seem to be calmed down and settled, and there's an understanding coming. But then, who else, who else follows? I think it's Hemi. Does the heron follow? Yeah, Hemi, the heron, follow parakeet king, eventually meet up with the granduncle again, and then he further explains about the blocks and. How the blocks need to be stacked every so often. I don't remember the time. But um, and he, he wants Monito to do it because it can't be with Malice and whatever. But then Monito's like, oh, I can't do this. Remember how he busts his own head open with a rock? Um, he's like, I can't be the one to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then the parakeet king turned back around and followed him back. I guess not trusting. Um, and was like, fuck that. I'm going to stack the blocks. And stacks them. <laughs> You know, just the shittiest way. It seems like there should be a way to stack these blocks so easily. It's not that hard. They did a terrible job. I don't know where the blocks come from. I don't know exactly. There's no explanations with how any of this actually works. But uh, Parakeet King sucks at it. And it falls over. And then the world starts collapsing. I feel like I skipped a whole... No, I'm pretty sure that was it. It feels like a whole lot of skip. Because then everyone flees. Oh, there was a one part earlier. Uh, because they flee to these doors, um, they're able to get uh, the stepmom back, no problem. Uh, when, while everything's collapsing, uh, granduncle sends. Um, oh, Kiriko saves the stepmom. Just somehow, we don't get to see how it happens. There's a whole lot of questions. Fuck, dude. Um, right? Is that yeah? So, Himi and Kiriko go through a different door, um, and then the stepmom and Monito go through one door. I guess the uncle dies, or whatever. Uh, what happens to the parakeet king? I don't know. Earlier in the movie, things happened to where Himi and Monito were trying to escape from the parakeets or whatever, and they hide through this door. And it's a door that leads back to... Marito's world. I mean, when he does that, all the parakeets come out. <laughs> like, the dad sees, because the dad's been looking for Marito this whole time. It doesn't really matter that much. He does kind of seem to care about his son, but also not that much. Um, but when the parakeets come out, they turn back into just little EDV parakeets, where there's so many of them, they flock the dad and all the people with them. Um, and then they go back inside, and it's like they just disappeared. And then it comes back. Well, now that they're back at these doors... Parakeets, pelicans, they all come back out again, turn back into just regular birds. I think the parakeet king also came through and just turned back into a regular bird. But, yeah. And then, out of <laughs> Mahito's pocket, the charm of old uh, Kiriko pops out, turns back into original old woman form. And, yeah, uh... Then the heron, all mysterious light, is like, hmm, that's weird. You should have forgotten. We have no proof the other, everyone else forgot. Like, I guess the stepmom. Um, but he's like, how did you forget? That's weird. And it's like, maybe it was the charm. Maybe it was, no, the feather is used up at some point earlier. I don't remember exactly how. But he also had a block. One of the old blocks that maybe that was it. But for some reason, he remembers everything that happened. Also, he's a little boy. Who's going to fucking remember? It doesn't matter. So, yeah. And that's how the movie just kind of ends. We get to see two years later, Monito 
and they moved back to Tokyo with his dad, stepmom, or his mom, as he started just saying, and his new half-sibling. So many questions left unanswered. This, I don't know, this whole movie was weird, and, like, it was long, it was two hours, the beginning was really slow, and then, I don't know, maybe half of it was the, not the tower, and then the half of it took the place in the rest of the tower, but there's a whole world in there that is just like, we're going to breeze through it, and we're not going to tell you anything. We'll show you some stuff, and then we're going to destroy the world. And I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the themes. I need to see what these themes of it is. Uh, apparently, hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, so apparently, there are some aspects of this film that is autobiographical. Apparently, Marito is modeled after one of Miyazaki's childhood friends. And um, apparently also, Miyazaki's father, just like Marito's father, was employed by a company that was involved in manufacturing fighter plot, fighter plane components. Uh, uh, Miyazaki's family had to evacuate from the city during the war. Hospital fire... Uh, oh, Miyazaki also lost his mom. So, yeah, I guess. Huh. Is it a coming of age? <sighs> See, it's hard to tell. Because, yeah, you get what's supposed to happen. But do you feel like it's justified that it actually happened? I need to look through. See if there was anything else I missed. Because I feel like I did. Um, But also, maybe not. The... I never really understood if the heron was good or bad. I think it was supposed to be good, but it was also, like, mischievous in its own way. Uh, I just don't know for sure. Mm. I guess overall it was good. Didn't really get to see what happens you know, to the uncle. Um, oh, Himi was... Who was delivering Himi as a wizard? Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm, hmm. Birdman, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't. Anything's just weird. The Parakeet King slices them apart. Did he? Wait, I just saw something. <clears throat> I don't remember. It says he slices them apart, but I'm pretty sure he stacks them and they fall over. Maybe as they're falling, he slices, and maybe that's what does it. I don't know. The whole thing is weird. I, and I get it. I get in real life, in the reality, not everything's explained for us. Not everything is just so crystal clear. We're supposed to be wandering and trying to figure stuff out. But this is a two-hour movie. It's rushed even more than real life. I feel like I was saying this a lot to who I was watching it with. Like this could have easily been like a limited series anime or one season anime. Because there's just so much going on for it. And yeah, maybe the first few episodes would be really kind of boring. But then it would like... Well, no, it would be like a slice of life kind of stuff. Coming of age. Kind of... I mean, it really is very melancholy. Uh, but then I'll give it a little bit more time. Uh, let's see. Four... Three... It would be about four hours. Yeah, Double the length of this. Maybe it doesn't even need to be a full 12-episode season. Just a little bit more time because... Nothing felt deserved. Like, <clears throat> he's looking for his mom. Okay. And then, 
there's a point where it switches to where it really felt like everything was just Russian. And it's like, okay, I don't care about my mom that much anymore. Uh, now my stepmom's mom, that's fine, I'm over it. Everything's good, let's go save her. And it's like, that switch, that flip was just weird. Didn't feel right. And that was my biggest problem with it. It's like, I don't care that much if everything is um, explained or not. But things should still be deserved and should still make sense. Like this sudden flip, there wasn't really anything to warrant it. Because it's not like the stepmom was really doing anything that would make Mayuto be like, oh, wow, you really care about me like a real mom. Okay, you are my mommy now. It's like, no, okay. Um, also, just the whole sketchiness of how they got together anyways. I'm pretty sure the dad somehow killed the mom because uh, that's just sketchy. Uh, everything's weird. Uh, what other things is it? Uh, there's just a, yeah, so I'm not going to go through everything. Apparently, this is somewhat autobiographical. A lot of things so come from me as like it's real life or inspired by it. That's kind of typical. Uh, whoa. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I might read through this. I would, hmm. I would encourage you to look up just, I don't want to say better reviews, but I haven't done my homework, of course, because I didn't think there'd be so much to this. But go and look up just like, I don't know, inspiration and like Miyazaki, just interviews with Miyazaki maybe, if you can find them, about this film. And about the music too, because apparently that works hand in hand together. Because there's a lot going on for it, and maybe knowing more about where it came from and why things were done how they were would make the film make more sense but here's the other thing you shouldn't need all this other stuff for a movie to make sense the movie should be able to make sense and work on its own but i didn't hate the movie like i thought all the weirdness was fine yeah the ending was rushed but every fucking it feels like every film i ever watch the ending is always rushed i'm kind of a little tired of that which the ending of I don't want to say dragged on a little bit more. It could be extended a little. Even like, because it's literally like he comes out, uh, comes out of the world of Pelican's like, how do you remember that? And then it's like, oh, two years later. It's like, I don't know. I feel like coming out of the world or coming back to reality until it like credits roll is probably like a couple minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if it was only like two minutes, two, three, maybe five minutes at most. It's really quick. It's just like, okay, it's over. Bye. And then, of course, there's that awkward moment. Credits rolling, you're like, is there more to it? Should we stay? Because then everyone's just still sitting in the theater like, we don't know what to do now because the movie was going and then suddenly it just stopped. Uh, there was, It was so rushed. Oh, man. If I can... If this comes out... Uh, HBO Max, I'm pretty sure, is who has the rights to the Ghibli films. I kind of want to go back. I'm, I'm not, there's no way I'm going to remember to do this, but I would be interested to just break it down. Like, how long did each, like, part of the movie actually take? Because the whole, like, <laughs> the world just suddenly is ending now. No real warning to it. And then the movie's just over. And like, we're back in the, our world. Okay, the end. No, like, oh, what happened? Or how you feel about it? Nothing's explained. There's no real feelings. There's no real happiness, really. Everything's kind of just depressing. <laughs> and where was the music? I don't know. I don't remember. 
what any of the music was or what it was supposed to be. But apparently it's getting so much praise and that confuses me. Apparently there's a long soundtrack. A whole full soundtrack. There are 37 tracks on this soundtrack. Most of them are not very long. But still, I don't remember any of this. Uh, it was all written by Joey Hisaishi. I mean, it's nothing to me. I don't know. I'm just, I think he did stuff for a lot of the other Studio Ghibli films. Uh, and a lot of other stuff. Like, yeah, very probably well-known Japanese composer in Japan. I don't know him. Uh, there's just a lot. This movie is weird. I got worked up just talking about it more. There's a whole bunch of little things I'm sure I could talk about. Mainly, it's just the things that... Uh, the things I want to talk about is the stuff I just don't know about. And, of course, since I don't know about them, there's not anything I can talk about. But, I don't know. Uh, I think, and I don't want to be mean, yeah, I think what Miyazaki makes is so uniquely Miyazaki. Um, the stories are always thought-provoking. There's something always to them. The animation is very distinct. I, I don't want to, and I don't know, I, this feels a little bit blasphemous to say, I think, any praise or not any praise i think a lot of the praise and stuff is the fact that this is supposed to be miyazaki's last film it's the fact that it's a miyazaki Ghibli film at all already gets people's attention even though the, you know, the earwig and the witch probably didn't uh that one isn't really well known either but that one was also a whole different style too but yeah it's weird it's a it's just a whole weird circumstance Huh. I don't know. I need to see if I can listen to this music and see if listening to it uh, makes me like, oh, wait, no, I do remember this. Because I'm not saying there is absolutely no music. I'm just saying there is nothing that stood out to me. I'm a music person. I should be, like, I went to, I got degree in music. I went to school for music. And I should be able to know this stuff. And I just don't. I'm a failure. No wonder I didn't continue with that life um so uh, i could drag on more and more about just what's not there but what is there is also just weird um it's not bad it's just not explained thoroughly enough and i don't need the explanation i just want it to make sense that it happened for a reason uh, and trust that but the whole switch of oh my real mom to my stepmom being my mom now didn't feel deserved, and that's my main complaint with it. Also, I'm not saying story-wise it's a bad thing, but it really does seem like the dad was kind of scummy. I'm not saying he was a bad dad, but it seems like he was a bad husband. Yeah. So, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, and I had a lot more positive opinion than the other two people. So, um, that's all I really got to say about it. Yeah. Um, so I had my drink. It was a smoky drink. A lot of smoking. A lot of weirdness. Everything was weird. Everything's weird. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to stop here. Let me know your thoughts on it. Because there could be a whole lot of thoughts on it. Maybe I should have had someone else on here. Just so I didn't just go crazy doing this. It's also just been so such a long day. <laughs> it was a long movie. Drinking before. Watching and drinking after. 
Ooh, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> but let's talk more about it. Um, you can do, do, do leave a comment uh, if that's the option for you. Um, depending on where you listen to this, you can follow me on social media, the AC stories, email me at the stories at gmail.com, or I have a discord. You can join a small group there. That'd be great. I also have a Kofi. I want to thank my, one of my Kofi, uh, members, uh, Julio Vasquez. Uh, and if you also want to help support me just a little bit at a time, I have $1 and $2 tiers, uh, that is great. You can look at that. I'll leave links to everything I just said in the description. But if you are on a platform that can like, heart, do whatever that is, do that if you you know, actually like it. I know it's a crazy mess. Um, if you also want to keep up with this podcast, uh, what also... There's so many platforms. Subscribe, follow, uh, whatever you do to... You know, keep up with this. Put this in your favorites. I don't know. Uh, do that. Make it more convenient for you. And hey, also, if you want to help me out, uh, help this podcast out, spread the word. If you know other people who like just listening to long rants and alcohol and anime and all that stuff, I mean, you listen to it. You got this far. Maybe you know someone else who would also do that. Go ahead and share it. I love word of mouth. Uh, that's how I talk about podcasts to other people. I'm pretty sure uh, they hate me for it because I listen to a lot of other podcasts too. Uh, but, you know, talk about it, share it, do all that stuff. That would be great. And the last thing of this whole spiel, if you want to rate me, rate this podcast, hopefully the highest rating you can give it. But, you know, be honest if you want to be. I'm not going to hold it against you. I understand. I am a weirdo. But, yeah, go ahead and rate it, too. People talk about this whole algorithm thing and how all this doing all this stuff helps. So I'm saying it because that's what's expected of me. But that is it for this episode of Alcohol Anime. I have been your otaku tainer, The AC Stories. Until next time, thank you so much. Bye. I should have just ended it so suddenly. <laughs>